you know, having a full-time job that is, you know, it is a revenue stream while you're, while you're creating, you know, it's not necessarily a negative. I think what it can do is it can afford you the opportunity to make some mistakes and it not be as, as detrimental as if you were relying on that yourself. Welcome to the Creative Chats Podcast with Mike Brennan. Welcome, friends, to another episode of Creative Chats. It's the podcast for artist makers and content creators where we talk about creativity, the creative process, and story. I'm your host, Mike Brennan. You can connect with me over on Instagram. I'm at Mike Bone. And you can check out some of my work on my website, which is mikebrennan.me. I'd also love to extend an invitation to you to be a part of our free Facebook group called Daily Creative Habit. It's a place where creatives of all types, painters, writers, musicians, content creators, everyone is showing up saying, I want to raise my hand here and say, I want to show up more consistently for my creativity and craft. And so if that's you, we would love to have you there. Head over to dailycreativehabit.com and we look forward to seeing you in the group. On this week's episode, I have a guest, another visual artist, a painter, Dave Ruggeri. Now, Dave is a great guy. I mean, you're going to hear this from our conversation. We really connected and I love his sensibility as well as an artist. He does a lot of kind of graffiti style, bold colors, loose lines, um, some pop culture stuff, which, you know, is close to my heart, as well as he has some wildlife uh, themes in his artwork. And he's been able to partner with some wildlife foundations and be a resource for conversation in some endangered species and so we talk about that we talk about his journey as an artist and finding your collector base and balancing a full-time job as well as an art career so many great things that we talk about today on this episode i know that you're going to be encouraged no matter where you are in your own journey whether you're pursuing your creativity as a hobby or as just a personal interest or if you're intending to make this a full-time career or you have it as a full-time career. I know that there's something in this conversation today for you and I hope that you find encouragement for your journey. So always appreciate you tuning in, listening, and without further ado, here is my creative chat with Dave Ruggeri. Well, Dave, welcome to the Creative Chat Show. I'm so excited to have you here today to talk to another fellow visual artist. So thank you. Hey, thanks, Mike. Uh, pleasure to be here. You, uh, you have a great show. I'm happy that I can uh, contribute a little bit to it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm looking at your art behind you right now, too. I, I love it because, you know, I have my art behind me. A lot of people always make comments on that. Unfortunately, for the people who are just listening to this, uh, they can't see it. But um, it's always encouraging just to see that representation right there behind the person who's created it. Uh, and just see, I, I'm especially drawn to your colors and your, your just style. It's great. So I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Uh, yeah. It's always great to see other artists as well. So, uh, you know, your, your stuff is fantastic. And uh, I have to ask you about that Jeff Goldblum piece. You oh, did. That's, yeah. uh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of fun. I mean, for me, you know, it's, it's always about, um, the things that I'm interested in and a lot of the pop culture stuff, which I see, you know, as well, we have that in common. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about that in a little bit, but uh, always the art coming from the place of, you know what, this has meaning to me in some regard and I want to make a connection through my art. So 
Um, yeah, and that's and that's exactly what I try to do. You know, uh, I, like like many artists, I think everyone goes through the phase and they start thinking, well, you know, what can I what can I create that may sell, right, or be popular? And I yeah. and I think most artists go through that um, through you know varying links. And, uh, and and I quickly shifted and said, you know what, I'm going to paint things that I would hang on my wall, right, that I like. And uh, and and I think that the energy and the sincerity in the pieces come through as as you create along that way. And just like your work, too, you know, I mean, pop culture, uh, the graffiti culture has been a big influence on me. And, you know, I always try to do things that when somebody walks in a room, they notice that piece yeah. like right away. Right. And it kind of draws their attention. And um, and I think that that. Uh, that accomplishes my goal, right? Even if they don't like it, right? At least it, it <laughs> evokes something, right? To where they can't, they can't stop looking at it. And, you know, the color draws them to it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So I'm curious, right? I, I'm, I was looking on your site and read a little bit of, of your bio and um, know that, you know, you have stated that you've been an artist for as long as you can remember as well. That's, that's very, you know, a common story for us, our visual artists, especially. <laughs> but um, what, what did it look like for you as a kid? I mean, I know you've talked a little bit about like graffiti and pop culture and stuff. Like was some of that stuff working even in those early days or what was your like earliest memories around art? Yeah. So I was lucky enough to have a, uh, an art program at, at, at my school. Uh, I'm talking, you know, grade school and, and middle school that was, uh, that was you know very important to the district, right? So we we I remember having a lot of art classes, and maybe I just remembered that way because I loved it so much, right? <laughs> I didn't like the other side of classes, uh, but uh, I had a teacher that that would uh, you know they would she would send my my work off uh, to you know to to like local competition, you know, all without my knowledge, right? And and so I I got some encouragement uh, that way, and and what you know my art really looked like back then uh, because of the the nature of teaching kids art was just kind of a free-for-all, right? And it was, you know, here, I'm going to kind of give you some supplies and kind of tell you how to do it. And then, you know, all you 10-year-olds go crazy. And and that's what I really remember the fun about it is uh, that there were no no real rules, right? That mm-hmm. you could kind of do, you know, the, you know, there's color theory and then there's, you know, technique and, and these foundational things. Uh, but beyond that, it's, you know, uh, try something new, right? See what happens. And if it doesn't happen, what's the worst? What's the worst? You know, you, you you throw something away, right? Or but you've at least learned that if I do this, this happens, right? I don't like that outcome, but now I know the right. connection, right? The causal relationship between A and B, and then maybe that'll come up later. And uh, you know, I'm doing things now that I did years ago that were seemingly a mistake, but I'm applying them in different ways, and they're they're kind of working with what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. I love that because it's experimenting, it's playing, discovering. And I think that's really important. And too many times I think people can get so rigid in things and get so bogged down by what they think it should look like, what the experience should be, what the process needs to be, that you lose that place of, I'm going to do this and just see what happens. And maybe it goes south. And like you said, you know, the takeaway is really more a learning um, than it is a quote, you know, final piece that you feel proud of uh, that you're going to sell or hang or whatever. Um, but when you start to apply that stuff, even in other areas, then it becomes even more useful to you than just one piece that you may have, you know, quote, succeeded at, you know? 
Yeah, right. And and that's one thing that I have learned is that things can be applied, you know, in different situations. And, um, you know, through my background, you know, I have this heavy academic background as well and things like that. And, and, I, and I see that, you know, that you can you can learn. It's uh, who just said it, who was a Socrates, right? You stand on the shoulder of giants. So, you know, you don't have to reinvent the wheel every time you do something. You can learn from people. I'm not talking about like copying, you know, nothing <laughs> like that. But, but but you can you can learn from what other people have done and what you have done. And uh, and I think that that's really, really an important uh, mechanism for growth. Right. When it when it comes to that, because I mean, every artist can look back, you know, and there's a progression in their in their work. And, you know, you can see how you know, things have just become, you know, more sharp or more fit. You know, I like to call it, you know, more like pro, right? When you look at something and it just seems like it fits together. And, uh, and that's, and that's the key. And I think one of the, a compliment that, uh, that I think is a good compliment is when people say, well, you know, that looks easy, right? I can do that. Right. Uh, you know, most people, you, know, you most people can't do it because it took decades to learn how to do that. But, you know, if you do something and it looks, it looks so put together and so almost easy, right? Then you know that I think that you've, you've really, you've really developed. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, and you mentioned in there just, you know, being in the academic world uh, a lot and I know you went to art school, correct? I did. I did. I went to, I went to art school for three years. Okay. I, so I didn't graduate with an art degree. I went for three years and then, uh, uh, then I dropped out of school and then I hitchhiked to Alaska and I worked on a fishing boat and then I worked in a cannery and, uh, this, I always like to say pre-reality show day. So this is, <laughs> this is a long time ago. So I wasn't doing it to try to get on the reality show. Uh, I did it just because I was just kind of this, this gypsy wandering type, you know, I read a Jack Kerouac book and then I read a, a Jack London book. And, you know, if you put those two back to back, it makes you do, it makes you do some crazy things. Uh, <laughs> So, and then I got, then, then, uh, then I went to Europe for a while and I backed back around and I, and I did things like that. And, uh, and then I took some time off and then I went back to school and then I went back to school and, um, I got a business degree and then I got an MBA and a master's of economics and then an MPH and then a PhD, uh, in, uh, in public policy and health policy. Uh, but through all that time, you know, art was always there, right? I mean, I was always doing art, uh, and I would, wander into an art store and buy a sketchbook and, you know, and start doing things like that. And then, you know, about six, seven years ago, uh, I decided, you know, it's, it's always been a dream to be an artist and, um, you know, a, a working artist and an artist that sells something. So I said, you know, I'm going to do what I can to, to, to try to make that happen because I don't want to be the, you know, what, what could have been right? right. I wanted to, you know, and, and I think that, uh, that's another lesson that, you know, it's never too late. I'm not a young guy, like, you know, like, like a lot of artists out there, but, uh, uh, but I, but I, ha you know, I have to try because I don't want, I don't want that regret of saying, you know, what, what could have been. And I've been really happy. I mean, I've been really happy, you know, I mean, I'm still working, um, you know, full-time job, just like most artists. And then, uh, you know, you come home and you, you, uh, you carve out time that, that you, you need to, you know, create and do what you can. Yeah, yeah. I'd love if you could talk a little bit about your experience with that balancing of, you know, your full-time job and the things that are not art-related and then also making time for your art. There's a tension there that needs to be managed for so many people. And I think 
so many times people think that if they're not doing their art full time, then they're not quote a legitimate artist, right? Um, have you wrestled with that stuff, and how do you find balance in those things? Yeah, I, I think I, I think that that's common, right? But uh, but what I tell myself is that you know it's it's a process to where you just can't you know all of a sudden you know, show up and Art Basel, you know, calls you and they say, come down and, you know, right. it's, uh, you know, I like to equate it as, you know, uh, like an athlete, right. You, you go through the minors and then, you know, you grind and you, and you go, so you have these incremental steps and to do that, uh, is difficult. Um, and there's no doubt about it, but you also have to you know live as well. And so, you know, having a job, you know, having a full-time job that is, you know, it, is a revenue stream while you're, while you're creating, you know, it's not necessarily a negative. I think what it can do is it can afford you the opportunity to make some mistakes and it not be as, as detrimental as if you were relying on that yourself. Right. You know, so, you know, I'll go to, you know, our local art store and I'll get canvases and paints and then I'll try something and it won't work. And then I have this pile in the corner of things that, you know, quote unquote, you know, <laughs> did not work. Uh, and, you know, it, it, it's not as hard of a blow mentally, I keep telling myself, because, you know, it's okay that I'm not selling this now, right? Because I have this other revenue stream to offset it, right? If I was reliant on selling every canvas, you know, using every drop of paint as my primary source of income, then that I think would make you more cautious, mm -hmm. right? And it would, uh, it, it wouldn't let you really try things that you, know, you would try. And, uh, you know, I mean, look at every actor that's ever made it big. I mean, they all have stories of them, uh, you know, they're waiting tables or they're working, you know, coffee shops or they're, uh, you know, they're what some of the, some of the famous ones are, you know, holding up the signs, they're spinning those big arrow signs on right. street corners, you know, and, and, you know, that's what you have to do. And if it's important to you, you know, you'll, you'll balance it. And it's, I mean, it's difficult. I mean, don't get me wrong. This is not, you know, uh, but if it's important to you, you know, you work your, you work your eight, nine hours and then you come home and you still have a substantial amount of time to choose what you can do. And it's in those choices, right? You know, do I want to work on a new piece? Do I want to, you know, watch television? Do I want to go out? Right. And uh, if that's your goal, you know, uh, I would just have a plan, right. And just say it. And I treat it, I treat them, you know, like separate entities to where, you know, I'll do my job, my full-time job, and then I'll carve out time and say, you know, this is when I'm, you know, quote unquote, going to work. Right. And then, and then I'll, I'll set that just, uh, um, and that structure has helped me. Yeah. Yeah. I can see how that would be uh, very important to make sure that you, you schedule it and you're intentional about that stuff because mm -hmm. When people go like, well, I'll just, you know, find the time or kind of go with the flow. There are too many other priorities that can squeeze that stuff out. And then that's when you find yourself going too long before you've actually sat down to create anything. And that really starts to mess with you. You know, when you're a person who is an artist at the core, a creative person at the core, you need to make sure that you have time to do that, even just for yourself, for your own sanity, you know. Um, and I love that you have that intentional approach to it and that you know it sounds like too that you're you're able to look at it as your your work your full-time work as almost like the patron that takes care of the the financial stresses that might be in place otherwise um because there there are definitely realities of when your passion is also your um income generator there's a, a pressure that's shackled to that 
that then can cause you to, like you mentioned before, either just doing whatever sells or, you know, playing to what is safe and not exploring like we were talking about before. Um, so I think, you know, having that pressure taken off allows you more freedom in your passion and in your experimentation of things. Um, what are some yeah, of the that's, things, and that's exactly right. I'm sorry. No, I was just gonna say, like, what, what are some of the things that you're exploring right now as a result of being able to, to be in that place of freedom? Yeah. So, uh, one thing that I, that I'm doing is I, is I have been trying just a lot of different techniques and, um, and that has led to, you know, some inefficiencies in a lot of ways and, and you know, in materials and, and things like that. Um, but it has also resulted in some, in some really good, some really good out, you know, outcomes and some pieces that I've been able to, um, to produce because I have made those mistakes. And one example, I'm working with ink, this, uh, this real heavy ink, uh, this graffiti ink, and it's, uh, uh, it, you know, it's unforgiving, <laughs> you know, it's, it, you know, once you, once you put it down, it, it's down. Um, it's, it's this weird mix of it's, it's, it's both seemingly, you know, incredibly stagnant, but yet incredibly fluid when you don't want it to be. And, uh, you know, and, and I have, uh, as I've gotten better at it, right. I mean, you know, the, the first pieces have, have again, led to, led to a lot of, a lot of uh, pieces that are just, you know, just, I mean, just, just ruined quote unquote. Right. And, and so, um, and I, and I don't know if I would have done that. Right. I don't know if I would have said, you know what, I read about this or, you know, I saw an art and how, how I read, uh, I was in, uh, reading an art magazine and I saw this artist and, uh, and they were using some of this ink and I said, yeah, that's really interesting. So I went out and I did a little research. I found the company that sold it and, you know, I ended up buying it and just to, just to try. And I don't know if I would have done that you know, because if, uh, you know, that's a couple hundred dollars and, you know, that's, sure. that's, you know, that's people trying to pay rent and things like that. I mean, you know, I, I don't know if I would have just said, I, I'm just going to give this, you know, this $250 experiment to try right at this stage, right. You know, as you're, as you're trying to grow. And that was, you know, that was several years ago. And because of that, um, I've come up with some stuff that really, you know, I think really looks good and really has worked well that I probably wouldn't have got to as soon as, as I, as I did. And, uh, you know, and, and one thing also is, you know, when you, when you have another job, you know, you're, you're exposing yourself to other people, other experiences, other things, and, you know, that is going to influence you. Right. And, uh, and that can help motivate you. And, uh, you know, I'm lucky enough to have, you know, my full-time job is a job that I, I, I really enjoy. Uh, you know, but, if, if people have a job that they don't enjoy, right, that can also be a motivator, you know, that could help yeah. you, right, I need to get to, I need to get to a place where I, I want to have a job that I do really, really want and to enjoy to create. Uh, and then just the therapeutic side of this, you know, you come home from a long day, and, you know, I sit down, and I start working on a piece or something, and then all of a sudden, it's like three hours later, right, or four hours later, and, you know, I, I've not, I haven't thought about anything else, I don't have all the, you know, all that, I was just immersed in it, and, uh, I also think there's a therapeutic quality to creating. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm curious about your influence with the graffiti stuff. Like it, was that just something that you were drawn to because of the style or is there more of a story there as far as like a connection? Yeah. So I was drawn to for a couple of reasons. So when I was in art school, that was in the, uh, 
late eighties and early nineties. And, um, you know, this was, you know, a big influence with Keith Haring, you know, cause, I mean, these people were, um, they were really becoming popular and they were becoming popular on two fronts, one from an artistic talent front, right. To where they were producing art that was just really good. Right. And, and it was eye catching. It was colorful. Uh, it was kind of in your face cause it was on subway cars and on streets and billboards and things like that. Uh, and then they were also becoming popular on the other front to where they were being criminalized as vandals right so you had these you, you had this you know this conflicting media coverage of what was going on uh and what really draw drew it to me was you know that's what brought my attention to it is these two battles between you know art and vandalism uh but then also the idea that you can just see art anywhere and i started looking around and st louis is a you know, is a is a is a nice size urban community, and you know, I started looking at billboards and and buildings and things like that, and 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 you know, arts was just it was just like everywhere, right? I mean, you could just see it, and you could just create, and and you know, these were people that were creating just for the sake of creating, and this is you know, well before the time of you know, uh, you know, Banksy and putting buildings, and people would just cut the wall out and <laughs> right. sell it to a museum and things like that. <laughs> Right. I mean, these people, you know, these, these artists, you know, they would go and they would get cans of spray paint and they would just create just simply to create. I mean, there was no absolutely very little, if any, monetary reward in what they were doing. And uh, and that that was kind of inspiring. It was kind of nice to see that, you know, I mean, that you could just see some great work and people were doing it just because they had to do it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Have you done like murals and things as well as canvas work? I have on a smaller scale. Uh, you know, I haven't, uh, you know, I haven't like climbed bridges and you know, <laughs> sure. stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Uh, but on a smaller scale, I have, you know, nothing, nothing that, that dramatic uh, is that, but um, you know, and, but right now my focus is on the, the canvases and what I'm doing now is I'm, is I'm getting into larger and larger canvases. So, um, you know, I've been making, you know, these, these bigger pieces and I'm kind of limited in my studios in my basement. And, uh, you know, we have a, a city house and, you know, there it's the, the, the basement ceilings like just over six feet tall. Right. So, so I can't, yeah. I'm kind of limited to what I can even get down my basement, but, uh, but I do like the big piece and I do like the, the, uh, the portability of them, right. To where, you know, a mural is more, is more, uh, permanent. And, uh, and even though more people can see it, it, it doesn't have that ability to be transported. Mm, yeah, yeah, totally understand it. I think a lot of artists struggle with that, you know, thinking, you know, if I have all this work, and especially if it's really big, and, you know, if it's not selling, it's not hanging somewhere else, I have so much right. room here, <laughs> what, what's going to happen with it? <laughs> that's, that's right. I have, I have a lot of paintings hanging around the house, <laughs> like, ah, there's, there's an open space. Let me exactly. Thing up. <laughs> totally yeah. related to that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And then, you know, I always have the, uh, uh, when I, when I selfie, I just did an art show. I had a couple of good art shows back to back where I sold a whole bunch of paintings and with everyone, you know, it, it's great. Someone's like, you know, I, I want to, and I, and I truly appreciate that. I mean, I really understand people work hard for their money and when they want to, give it to me in exchange for a piece it's it's incredibly flattering and humbling and uh you know they they hand me the money and then then as they're walking away i, I get sad <laughs> i was like man i really <laughs> you know i really like that <laughs> that was 
you know, there was a piece I just sold. It was, uh, it was literally hanging over our couch. And then we went to the, I went to this art fair and I took it down and took it with me. And, uh, and they really liked it. And they're leaving like, this is going to look great. And they're walking away. And I'm like, oh man, now it's not going to be hanging over my couch. <laughs> got to go visit <laughs> it. That's go all. Find- yeah, that's right. <laughs> I like send me a picture. <laughs> It's like sending children out into the world. Go ahead, go live your own life now. You know <laughs> that's that's right. That's right. Uh, remember to call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm curious. What was your experience with um, finding your collector base? Like, how did you know who would be interested? And like, what did that part of your journey look like? So that is an incredibly good question, <laughs> and it's it's one that is very very difficult. Uh, so. You know, when when I got into this, you know, I I, I did you know I, I did research when I really went out and started selling and you know social media and things like that. Um, you know, it was a big learning curve because um, you know I went to some art fairs and I talked to some galleries and I did things like that, and it, it just did not turn out how I had thought. Right? It was just because the target market was just a little off, and I think that just comes with experience. So you know, as I'm as I'm applying to, you know, to juried shows and as I'm, you know, reaching out to, to, to galleries and things like that, uh, I've just learned which ones are a better fit for, for my style of work. Right. And, uh, you know, uh, and I, and I think it's easy just to say, well, a gallery is a gallery, right. Or an art fair is an art fair. And that's not, that's not necessarily the case that I have found in my experience is that, you know, there are just like, just like, you know, a, a store is not a store, right? A grocery store is not a grocery store. You know, you, there are many grocery stores that are just far different than others and in stores. So you, you have to really talk to people and find out what is a good fit for, for you and the clientele and where, and where you reach out, you know, with my work, it's more the pop, the graffiti ish, things like that. And, you know, tra- you know, more standard conservative, traditional collectors, that's just not their style. And that's fine. You know, there's nothing, you know, and that's fine. And that's just not their style. So if I'm going to places that has more of that traditional, uh, you know, conservative collector base, then, then, you know, my, my work isn't going to speak to them as much as if I go to some other areas, right. You know, more urban areas, you know, things like that. Um, and I think people just, you have to learn, learn that. And part of it's from experience. And part of it is because I when I first started, I did not know what I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, uh, and just talking to people and reaching out. And, you know, I think one of the things that I was able to do was realize what I'm good at and what I'm not good at. And then, you know, you get people to, to help you out. They can, you know, you pay people or you ask people for advice. Uh, you listen to podcasts. I mean, you know, your, your, your podcast has been, you know, wealth of information to where, you know, I'll jot down some notes with, you know, with everything. And, you know, even if it's seemingly unrelated to, you know, if it's a photographer or sculptor, right. I mean, uh, there's something in there that you can say, you know, I never thought of that. Right. I mean, you know, like, you know, there's a, there's a tidbit that I can take away. And, uh, and as I've done that, I've kind of honed in more. And then, you know, my collector base has, uh, you know, what, what do they call it? They call it, you know, cost of acquisition costs, you know, things like that, right. In the business term. So, you know, uh, I'm putting my stuff in front of more people who it's more their taste, right. And more their mm-hmm. style. Yeah. Yeah. You also have, um, the, the whole wildlife cause piece in there. And, uh, I love that you 
have that as an important piece of your work. Could you talk a little bit about that and like, where did that come from? Yeah. So, you know, uh, art to me has a lot of purposes, right. And, and I do some things that, uh, that are, you know, pop culture just because I think they're just cool and I think they just look good. Uh, and then other works, I, I try to, to have more of a message. And in my wildlife series, I have the series of, of animals that I've painted that are either uh, extinct, almost extinct, endangered, and uh, and and I think getting the message out there is important. And you know, this is the one way I can do it. Uh, I, I yeah, I I love outdoors, you know, uh, camping, hiking, fishing, all that stuff, and I, and, I, and I and I love it. And I and I know that our resources are are limited, right? I mean, you know, we don't have these infinite resources. And so I just try to get the message out there with, uh, with some of my paintings, you know, I have this, you know, painting of the, the rhino and, uh, you know, there's, there's several species of rhinos, but, uh, you know, the Northern white rhino has just become, as of just a few weeks ago, has become technically extinct in the wild. And, uh, you know, and, and, and I, I try to get that message out there so people can talk about it and you know when people see the painting and we talk about it and you know the monarch butterfly has just been put on the endangered species list because of lack of habitat and and so uh i think it's important to kind of start a conversation and you know people kind of recognize what we're some of the damage we're doing to the planet but i i think this more brings it home specifically right you know to to, to what is happening. And, uh, and so if I can just educate and, you know, get people talking about it and, you know, everybody doesn't have to change their entire lifestyle, but you know, if there's, there's, you know, a small thing you can do, right. You know, you know, plant a, plant a garden or, you know, when you're picking out flowers, you know, say, I'm going to buy some milkweeds and maybe the monarchs will stop by here, you know, and that kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. That's the, the, the great thing about art too, is that it can open up those conversations. Like you said, and in a way that is not heavy handed, you know, it's not like coming into, you know, wanting to convey that information or, or message to somebody just outright and then throwing out some facts and figures and, and just, you know, it, it's, it's an invitation to a conversation right. and right. that there's a power there that I have not seen elsewhere. Um, and, uh, and it allows people to almost let their guards down a little bit more and be a little bit more accessible in a conversation to go, oh yeah, you know what? Like, I'm interested to, to learn more about that. Tell me more about that. And when art can do that, that's a very meaningful and powerful thing. So um, I applaud you for doing that and being a part of that and recognizing that that's important to you as well as important conversations to be a part of, you know? Yeah, and I, I appreciate that. And, and I think I think what you said was right is, you know, it doesn't have to be heavy handed and, you know, heavy handed and it doesn't it doesn't have to be this, you know, in your face shock value thing or, you know, or, you know, shame on you. Right. And, uh, you know, when I display my pieces, uh, I have this piece of this uh, of this leopard, Amur leopard, and, you know, there's only about 100 of them left in the wild in the world. And when people come in, they're like, oh, I really like that. And they'll say something like, you know, oh, you know, that's a. That's a, you know, a nice jaguar or a nice cheetah or something. And I'll just say, you know, I'm glad you like the piece, right? You know, that's an amur leopard. You know, there's only a hundred of them left in the wild. And, and they're like, oh, really? And I said, yeah, it's just, you know, just a piece that you know, I do to bring attention to it. And then they just kind of, you know, just either the conversation either flows from there or, or, it, or it doesn't. But it's just this, this more subtle way, right, to where then they walk out of looking at this piece and then 
you know, they, they have a little bit more knowledge, right. Yeah. You know, and, you know, and I don't go into the, you know, this, this is what you need to do or this or that, you know, it's just, you know, here it is. This is, this is what's going on. That was the motivation behind the piece. I'm glad you like it. And then, you know, then go from there. Mm, yeah, for sure. And have you found that like a lot of foundations uh, have resonated with your work as well? Yeah. So uh, uh, the Shannon Elizabeth uh, Foundation, um, they do a lot of work in the area of uh, of the uh, the rhino and the anti poaching and conservation area and stuff like that. And uh, and and we we've talked uh, recently um, about that because they the the my rhino painting was uh, there's a story in the Ladue News of St. Louis the St. Louis publication and it was picked up by, by the foundation. And uh, so we've started a conversation about, you know, what, what I can do to help continue their work. Right. I mean, they're, they are, uh, they are established and, and do a lot of great work. And so, you know, if I can just be a little part of that, then uh, you know, it, it, I, I think that I'm, you know, it's something I'm willing to do and um, you know, and, and, and hopefully a small contribution on my part can, you know, motivate others and, you know, maybe bring some awareness. Yeah, for sure. I think also that it's a good example of partnering with people and organizations where it makes sense. And I don't know that a lot of artists think about that intentionally. Like sometimes opportunities come and then it becomes like, oh yeah, you know, that that maybe seems like a good fit or makes sense. But when you can find people who are aligned with you and your interests and there's a, a good place where you have something to offer that they can use and they have something to offer that, that you can use. And, you know, you come together and what you make together is, is greater than what you would do separately. You know, um, finding those people, finding those organizations, starting to think about like, who are those people maybe that I know or people I can reach out to, organizations I can reach out to that seem aligned so that you know, again, the, the conversation, the greater conversation can be had, you know? Yeah. And I think that that's right. And, you know, I, I think everybody can, again, you know, just do a little right to, and, and the cumulatively, you know, that has, that has a great effect and uh, you know, a positive benefit. And I just think it's, you know, it's interesting to, to meet people and to, and to, and to learn and, you know, and to kind of, um, expand your network, not in a, you know, like what's in it for me way. Right. I right. think it has to be sincere. You know, I think it has to be sincere and um, you know, and, and if it's sincere and you really, you really believe in something, then, you know, these relationships uh, can work and, you know, then everybody can benefit again. You don't want everything to be what kind of, you know, what's the net benefit for me, but uh, it could be to third parties. It could just be to exposure. It could be to all this stuff. And, um, you know, and whatever you're caught, I mean, there's so many, there's so many things out there that, that need a little bit of help. Right. So, you know, one's not, one's not more important than the other, but, you know, and that's why I think if, if it's really important to you, uh, it will come across as sincere, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, uh, and, and then people will, it will resonate with people more and then your honesty and will, will come through. And, and I think it will, then your work will, will have more meaning to people and, and, you know, and, uh, and, you know, the goal of art, I think, is for people to see, to see it, right? And, uh, and if you can do that, and more people can see it, and more people can be affected by it, uh, I think the world will be a better place, right? I mean, you know, everybody's had a very rough time the last 16, 18 months. And, you know, we kind of all been in this together. Uh, 
And as we're starting to come out of it, I think people are kind of realigning what's important to them. And hopefully that will continue. You know, if history has shown us one thing, unfortunately, there's, you know, there's some short memories, but hopefully we can remember uh, what is important and, uh, and, and move forward on a better path. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'd love to shift gears for a minute and ask you about your process. And I'm curious if you, because I know, you know, we talked about how you, you have this kind of play and experimentation discovery kind of piece, but do you come up with a concept and idea and then work backwards from, okay, I have the end in mind and now let me figure out how to get there. Or is it more or an organic type of process where you have some assemblance, but you're letting the process kind of unfold as you're in it. Yeah, so it, it, it's more of the latter. So I have an idea and I'll have an idea and, and what I'll do is then I'll start with sketches. I'll just get my sketchbook and I'll just do, I'll just do a bunch of sketches and they could be, you know, anywhere from five to, you know, maybe, maybe 150, you know, sketches depending on it. And I'll play with size and perspective and, and, uh, and things of that nature and but it's just a very rudimentary sketch right it doesn't have a lot of detail it's just a basic concept and then when i get okay you know that is kind of what i'm envisioning as far as scope and scale and then i'll sketch that onto a canvas and then from there i'll just start doing things so it's uh, you know i i kind of have with like the rhino painting right i i knew you know, that it hopefully would look like a rhino when I was done and it would be, you know, and then I was going to have the message there. And then I just sketched the rhino in there. But as far as the colors and the background and, you know, the, the movement and things like that, that all happens as I, as I go. And so I'll just start playing with it. And, uh, and, you know, the great thing about paint is, you know, if it doesn't work, you can just paint over it, you know? So that's one of the good things that, that, uh, that, that, medium allows you to to do so and then i'll just keep going and going and uh, like i have another painting uh, it's on my website the, the pelican and the pelican took me you know that was probably a year and a half not of constant work obviously but uh to where i will paint it and i'm like okay i got it to where i want it and then i'll set it you know so then i set it aside and then i would just kind of keep looking at it and say you know it needs something else it needs more and more and so then i'll I do something more to it and i'm like okay and then so and I, and I did that, you know, a dozen times until finally I'm like, all right, now it's finally, it's finally finished. And uh, so, so these have evolved and, you know, to the, that's probably the longest where I've, I've kept messing with the painting. Uh, and sometimes I'll overwork it and I'll, I'll go too far and then, you know, it won't be where I want to be as well. Uh, and that's, that's always, uh, that's always disappointing uh, in result, but you take, you know, you take something away with it, but yeah, so it's, uh, it's a, I, I guess a way to describe it would be, you know, I, I have a, a general plan. I, I have a destination in mind, but how I get there is, is going to change a, a whole bunch of ways. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and again, going back to the, the experimenting and playing thing, I think that's part of what's wonderful about it because then you find new materials to use. You find other ways of, um, using things even that aren't meant to be used in certain ways, <laughs> you know, um, right. I know I've had that happen as well. Um, and then it, it, it keeps things fresh and it keeps you engaged, I think. And it keeps the next iteration of what your art looks like. Um, it, it keeps coming, you know? Yeah. I mean, and that, and that's, and that's right. And, um, uh, you know, there's, um, there's a, a, a St. Louis charity called the art of pause and, uh, they, uh, 
they they use uh, they use uh, a- animals and dogs uh, with HIV patients uh, as a therapy. And so I was asked to to create a piece for them that they're going to auction off. Uh, but I had tried some totally new stuff with with that, and it worked out really really well. And and from that, I'm like, now I can take this right, and I can I I have this I have this new this new process here to where, uh, I'm going to, I'm like, you know, I'm going to use this. (laughs) I said, you know, that, that I got to remember this, this is, this, this worked out really well. And I'm going to, and I already have a whole list now of things that, that, uh, of ideas. That's another thing I do is, is I carry around this little book with me and uh, I'll see something. I'm like, Oh man, I'm going to write that down. I, you know, that, that could be a good, that could be a subject matter. Yeah. Yeah. So what is it, if I can ask, what's next for you? Like, what are you looking forward to or want to explore? So, uh, you know, what I'm I'm enjoying now is just being back out there, right? With everything shut down. And, you know, last year, uh, you know, uh, there were, there were a lot of, you know, some, some high profile quality fairs that I was geared into that, that did not happen. Uh, And then this year, uh, some of them were rolled over, some I had to reapply to. And, uh, but, uh, you know, I, I've really enjoyed just getting back out there and, uh, you know, meeting people and people are just really, really enthusiastic about getting back out and, um, you know, and, and, and making purchases and purchasing art. And you know, everybody's been in their home for so long that I think some, you know, <laughs> some redecoration and, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, so, some new, some new things on the walls have happened. So, uh, that I'm really excited about. Uh, you know, I'm also excited about. Uh, you know, uh, I've applied to some galleries, and I have some other opportunities come up, and some possible collaborations with uh, with some with some businesses. And I I, I think that uh, you know just the, I just the idea that you know when I look back from where I've been to now, you know that the trajectory is right, and that's just very exciting. You know, that's very exciting stuff. And you know, being able to pe- you know meet people like you. And uh, and talk to you and see and see some art uh, that I would not have seen is also uh, is also been great. Mm, love that, love that. Yeah, um, I'm curious too. So one last question, and this is in regards to advice that you may have for somebody else who's listening right now. Like, what's something that someone has given you through all the stuff that you've been through? Uh, and it doesn't necessarily have to be only art related, but just something you find yourself coming back to again and again. And you think that might be helpful for someone who's listening right now? Yeah. So an old friend of mine in grad school once said this, and uh, and, and he said it just kind of in passing, but it is always it always has stuck with me. And uh, what he said was uh, that the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is today. So you know, you know, meaning that you know, everybody, it's easy just to say, well, you know, I should have done this earlier. I should have started this. It's too late now, stuff like that. And, you know, you can do that with anything, but if you really want to do something, I mean, if you really, really want to do it and it's important to you, you know, make a plan and, and start today. And, you know, you know, your plan doesn't have to be, well, I'm going to start today. And, you know, whatever it is, be an artist, open a business, uh, you know, uh, become a physician, you know, whatever it is, it doesn't matter to me, you know, what it is, but if you want to do it, and it's easy to say, well, I, you know, I'm too old or I should have done this earlier or, you know, just today, come up with a plan. And, you know, and starting today doesn't mean that you've reached your goal today. So just say, look, this is what I'm going to do, right? I'm going to go buy a sketchbook, right? And I'm going to do it. Or I'm going to, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to 
draw out a little business plan for the coffee shop that I always wanted or something like that. So, you know, if you want to do it, there's a million reasons not to. Uh, but the one good reason to do it is that you want to do it and you should do it. And I, I think that, you know, you'll be happier in the end. It's going to be hard work. I mean, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's going to be hard work. And there are going to be days where you're just like, I cannot believe I'm doing this. Uh, but then there's also going to be days where you're going to say, I cannot believe I'm doing this. And it's going to be the happy, you know, it's going to be the good, the good part. So that's what I would, that's what, you know, that's always kind of stuck with me to do that. And, uh, and uh, that saying has always stuck with me. So, you know, if you want to do it, you know, today is the day to start. And, and again, that doesn't mean you're going to accomplish your goal today, but that means you're going to start the process. Yeah, for sure. A lot of wisdom in that. And it's taking the right next step wherever you are right now. What's that right, right. next step? Yeah. That's right. I and mean, that's exactly right. And, you know, and I, and I think if, if, if more people give it a try and I have a lot of, I mean, I have a lot of respect for people who step up to the plate and even if it doesn't work out, you know, you know, uh, it's not, it's not a failure. I mean, I, I truly believe that that's not, that's just not a meme, you know, floating around. I mean, I truly believe that, you know, uh, you know, the vast majority of people, all they, you know, they say, you know, I wanted to do this or I should have done that and they never do it. And the people that try and, you know, give it an honest try. Um, I mean, I have a tremendous amount of respect for people that do that. And I think even if it goes south, they're going to walk away not, it's not going to seem like it at the time, but they're going to walk away and they're going to be stronger and smarter and better to overcome the next, hurdle an obstacle that uh that they can and uh you know and what i tell people too when i run across it you know you know a lot of you know aspiring artists always come up and they're like you know well, how, how do you do this or i don't know if i can do that and i'm like look if, if i can do it <laughs> you know just you can do it right hmm. you just have to do it right you just have to try you know you know your phone's not going to ring and it's not going to be a gallery that's just come to, right i mean you have to you have to have a you know you have to have a plan uh, you have to put in the work, you know, you got to develop your technique and, you know, it's gotta be you, you know, the world doesn't need another, you know, me or doesn't need another mic. you right. You know, we, they, you know, they need another you, right. Whatever you want to do and, uh, and develop that and do it. And, you know, even if all of this, what I'm doing, you know, if all this goes sideways uh, at a minimum, at a minimum, I have some stuff that I'm hanging in my house and that I like, and, uh, and it was, it, it was, and I enjoyed making it, right? I mean, there's far, far worse ways to spend your time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> so Dave, where can people find your work? How can they see it? How can they purchase it? Lay some links on us. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my website is davidrogeri.com. And then my Instagram is at Dave underscore Ruggieri. And you can reach me through that. You know, uh, uh, you can see you can see my work um, uh, on my website. I have listed uh, some of the, the art fairs I'm at and uh, some of the galleries that, that I'm in. So you can uh, make sure you can see that. And, uh, and I do have a painting uh, for those in the St. Louis area. Or people are traveling through uh, the Angad Arts Hotel. It's a boutique art hotel in uh, downtown St. Louis. I have one of my paintings in the lobby there. So they can go, uh, they can go check that out too. And they have a really great rooftop bar that overlooks the city, which is worth, uh, which is worth getting a drink at. Awesome. <laughs> I wish I was closer. I would totally go and say, Hey, I'll, I'll meet you there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a great place. I was lucky enough to get, to get a painting in the, in the lobby too, which was really exciting. That is exciting. Very cool. Very cool. 
Well, Dave, I want to thank you so much for our time today. I've really enjoyed speaking with you. I appreciate you sharing your journey, your process, your thoughts on art and life. Um, and just, yeah, I just love your spirit. So thank you. Hey, thanks, Mike. It's a pleasure being here. This stuff's a lot of fun. This is a lot of fun. Thanks for listening today. I'd appreciate it if you would subscribe, leave a rating and a review. It really helps this podcast be seen and heard by others.